When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is David and I'm looking ahead to Game Week 36 with a specific focus on my team but also a little look in on some of the key FPL talking points going into one of the final few game weeks of the season. We've just got three left to go, uh, all sorts of big decisions to come. Double game weeks are plenty, and as you can see, that man on the screen there, Kieran Trippier, and his Newcastle colleagues are very much at the heart of those decisions. Now, we've just come out of game week 35, so I'm going to talk you through uh, what happened with my team in that particular game week. Um, I wouldn't normally go into so much detail, but unfortunately this week I need to gloat quite a lot, um, according to some of my followers on Twitter who said that I should. So I'm really sorry, but you also here on YouTube are also going to have to be subjected to that before we look at what's going on in game week 36 uh this was my team in game week 35 as you can see laid out pretty uh responsibly i think uh, we could all agree uh we've got Estupinian, alexander arnold in defense with de gea and john stones need a little bit of man city uh representation in, in the defense i thought that was a solid choice jack grealish but he'll start and get some minutes right yeah yeah he's in the team as well uh solly march same assumption, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, Salah and Rashford, it's pretty standard stuff. And then uh, Haaland uh, up front, captain. And a lot of people have been debating Wilson or Isak. Well, in the words of uh, Iron Man, is it too much to ask for both? And so, yeah, I, w- I went with them both. I thought this was a fairly solid uh, setup, to be honest. Uh, I thought I was going to be getting big points out of the Man City game. And it turned out I was right and wrong at the same time because John Stones didn't play. And Grealish didn't play either. And actually, it turns out the fact that both of them stayed on the bench meant that I had possibly the most jammiest event of all time in FPL because Totty, <laughs> of all people, was my third sub with good reason because he's 3.8. We don't even know if he's going to start. Wolves are a little bit hot and cold. And he only went and got 14 points, didn't he? He got a goal, clean sheet, in a very surprising 3-0 win over Villa. 
Big derby win against uh, Villa. We've been doing much better than Wolves uh, this season. Did not see that coming whatsoever. And the only reason, basically, that that happened was because I'd made the decision. Uh, you might have spotted in the previous picture, Andreas Pereira. Hadn't sold him yet because I had two free transfers for game week 35. I wanted to have two free transfers for game week 36. So I only spent one of them uh, last time out, which was to uh, to get Wilson in so that I had uh, Isak and Wilson. Got Wilson in for Jota, by the way. Uh, so I left Pereira. I was like... I'm fairly confident my starting 11s is not going to matter. But then, yeah, so having Pereira and Stones and Grealish meant that Trippier and Chotti all shunted up into the team. 46 points from 20k to 15k. So in case you couldn't tell, I'm in a pretty good mood when it comes to FPL recently. So it's probably a good time for me to be making a video as well. I do apologize. I do apologize if this particular section of the video is far too jammy, far too gloaty, uh, then, then I'm sorry. But at the same time, I'm not because you've got to celebrate these moments. And I've got to be honest, down here in Plymouth on the Devon and Cornwall border, I haven't seen this much jam since the last time Devon and Cornwall argued about which way round it goes on the scone. So, yeah, I uh, could not really talk about it really. But, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of luck. I've had some really bad luck this season as well. So it probably all evens out. And it means I'm looking like this for game week uh, 36. Uh, so what I've got on the screen is a screenshot as it currently is. I haven't made any changes yet. I've got two that I can make without uh, taking a hit. I don't think I'm going to be making too many tweaks. Uh, there's, uh, you know, Newcastle and Brighton clearly the focus for this game week, but I'm already pretty well stocked. So I'll just read through my team for the benefit of podcast listeners. Uh, De Gea in goal, and then Trippier, Estupinian, Alexander-Arnold are my starting defenders. Rashford, March, Salah, and Grealish as my midfielders. Of course, March has that yellow flag. And then up front, Wilson, Harland, and Isak with Wilson currently my bus team captain, which probably will change. Um, but we will see. And then on the bench, we've got Sam Johnston at Crystal Palace. Andreas Pereira is still staring at me with his angry red flag. John Stone's now on the bench uh, with an away game against Everton. He scored five this week, didn't they? So, yeah, I'm not not too excited about him compared to some of the other defenders. You know, Trippier's playing twice. Estupinan's playing twice. Alexander-Arnold's away against Leicester, I should say, and offers considerably more attacking threat. And dare I say, clean sheet potential these days. Uh, than Stones, hence Stones on the bench. And then Totti in his favourite spot, the third defensive, the third, uh, well, he just, he's the bottom of the pile. He's, he's, he's my fifth defender, my third sub, the absolute unwanted child in the third defensive slot, uh, just in case uh, I get a little bit uh, jammy again. So thanks, Totti. Uh, here's to the next time. But yeah, so that's what it's looking like at the moment. Uh, not entirely sure what my changes are going to be yet other than probably having to get rid of Solly March, because if you've got a double game week coming and, he, and, he's, and he's yellow flagged, you really want to know he's going to play both. It's tricky because all of a sudden, Brighton is a team that we're not entirely sure who's playing every week. So it's a bit frustrating. Will my replacement for Solly March be another Brighton midfielder? Maybe. I am going to talk a little bit about Brighton midfielders on this video. So uh, once you've got through, once you've suffered through me talking about my own team, which I'm sure nobody wants, uh, we will talk about that. But yeah, so that, that might be one of the things uh, that I do elsewhere. It's really hard to know what to do, to be honest, because, you know, uh, you know, Alexander-Arnold and Salah and, and Haaland and Rashford and De Gea, they're all my, and, and Grealish as well, are all my single game week players this week. Not really that interested in getting rid of them. I think Grealish is coming back in. I think away against Everton, Man City are going to score a lot of goals. You know, Haaland's just an obvious one. Alexander-Arnold uh, is in, as they, as they say in good football, a good moment. And of course, Man United have their double next time out as well. So Rashford and De Gea are going nowhere. So 
the tweaks to, to this team I'm a bit uncertain of at this moment, but there are still things, you know, there's still uh, things we can talk about on this video and to help, to be honest, you know, I'm just living vicariously here. This video just helps me potentially come to some of those decisions. So that's where my team's at. Uh, let us know in the comments where your team is at as well. I normally do uh, Sunday streams and, you know, can collect and collect questions as they come in and answer as they come along. I obviously can't do that. I'm recording this on Wednesday evening and you're probably watching it on Thursday lunchtime. So should just clarify if there's any late breaking news uh, which I probably shouldn't be, uh, but just in case there are, I'll be able to have a date on that one. But when the video is live, I will make sure to go and jump in the comments and answer some of your questions. And I would love to hear how you guys are getting on. And before I get any further and start talking about some of the talking points, do not forget that if you have not already liked and subscribed, then now is the time to do that. Because if you hit the bell notification on this video, then you will never miss a single video from Fantasy Football Scout. And if you like and subscribe, then the channel will know exactly what it is you like seeing and watching. So yes, like, subscribe, bell notification, bish bash bosh, you're sorted for some FBL tips. Now, three game weeks left of the season... And so what I've got on the screen is one of many benefits of being a Fantasy Football Scout member, which is the season ticker. Iconic. It's been around a long time. It's done its job. We all know what it's there for. It makes a huge difference. Now, what I've sorted it by is attack, because I don't really think many people are on the lookout for a new defender right now. So I thought we'd have a look at just uh, yeah, midfielders and uh, forwards. What are the teams that we should be investing in for the final three game weeks of the season? There's not long left to go, so you can get away with a short-term punt. Who are those options? Well, Brighton are top of the pack when you sort the Fantasy Football Scout season ticker for attacking potential over the next three game weeks with two double game weeks coming. We all know that. It's not new information, but just in case you weren't aware, Arsenal and Newcastle up next. Both of those matches away from home. Then in 37, got two matches at the Amex. Southampton at home, Man City at home, and then Villa away. Final game week of the season. Man United also up there too. They've got Wolves, uh, just a single game with fixture this time around. But they do face Bournemouth and Chelsea, teams that are conceding goals in game with 37. And then Fulham on the final game of the season when they could be playing for their European lives or maybe their Champions League lives or, or you know, that's there and thereabouts. So big, big game at Old Trafford last day of the season. So United very much in the conversation. Newcastle, again, another team that is kind of obvious, but let's just talk through it anyway. So Leeds away, Brighton at home, Leicester at home in 37, and then Chelsea away in 38. They also have a European adventure. They would absolutely love to lock in. They're in a decent position, arguably in the driving seat outside of the top two. Really need to maximise these last few matches and they're looking tasty. So yeah, Newcastle is another team we are going to talk about very shortly. So keep your eyes peeled or your ears uh, to the ground, I think. You don't peel your ears uh, if you're listening on the podcast for them. Now, the only other team I just want to mention here, because we've got Man City and we've got Palace are also on, on the screen as well. But I think they're sort of obvious enough at this point. You know, you're either invested in Johnston or you're not at this point. Uh, Man City double up or triple up is, is pretty standard. The team I just want to touch on on this season ticker is Chelsea, which, as I say it, I feel like I could be sick. Or I can almost imagine, even though I am recording this on Wednesday night, I can already hear the comments. I can already read the comments. People going, he's gone, he's he's gone crazy, hasn't he? He's talking about he's talking about Chelsea, and they're doing rubbish. Well, Frank Lampard does have his first win as Chelsea manager. For the first time since the last time he got his first win as Chelsea manager. And actually, they weren't too bad. You know, 3-1 win at Bournemouth, not bad. 
the fixtures they've got just make me think that maybe there's a possibility that we see a mild resurgence from them. Now they've got that first win potentially kicking on just because of who they're facing, really. So Forrest at home in the next game week, I mean, that's actually not bad. You know, Forrest come into this particular game week uh, not in particularly good defensive form. Man City and Man United are two teams that always should keep way more clean sheets than they actually do. And then Newcastle at home in the final game of the, game of the season for Chelsea. Newcastle's defence also not doing that well, famously known by basically all of us who own Trippier. So possibility that, you know, there's maybe someone at Chelsea we can look at who we are going to talk about in a minute. But I just wanted to highlight before we get into the rest of all this that, yeah, Chelsea are actually doing pretty well on the season ticker for the final few game weeks of the season. Do not forget that they are one of the few sides with a double game week to come. So, yeah, just wanted to draw your attention to that. Now, I promise some Brighton coverage. Let's let's get right into it. And I'm going to have to start with, let's say, well, it's an apology, really. I remember maybe two weeks ago talking about Alexis McAllister and saying, oh, you know what? I think he's done. I think he's finished for the season. I think he's still playing some good football, but in terms of his FPL ability, I think he's finished because of this whole, you know, injuries at right back, pulling gross into that area. And then he, I think he's possibly gone, had a knock as well. Um, and, and all of that, basically pulling McAllister away from being a number 10 and pushing him in to be a deeper midfielder. You know, oh, you know not going to get as many attacking returns. Well, he clearly was watching fantasy football scout content on a regular basis, as you should do. And must have noticed that I said that because he's he's really kicked on and he's got goals in his last two matches despite playing in this deeper role. And bearing in mind that a lot of us went for March. I went for March on my on my wild card because I felt that he was the most likely starter. He was the most likely assister. You know, not necessarily the biggest goal threat, but he just had the best all round to offer. Now I'm thinking, okay, right, I think I picked wrong. And I'm thinking I probably need to get back in somewhere else. Now... Yeah, in the Brighton attack, if March isn't going to play. So I just wanted to run through a comparison, basically, on McAllister and Matoma, because they, of course, are the other two M's that have been uh, banging in the points for for Brighton this season. And, and it's another opportunity, actually, to be honest, to show off some of the features in the Fantasy Football Scout members area. You are almost certainly beyond fed up of me talking about this, but, you know, until the whole world is a Fantasy Football Scout member, I will I will keep on doing the Lord's work. What I've got here is some extracts from the uh, members area, specifically the comparison tool. The comparison tool gives you the opportunity to compare two players uh, with each other over a certain period. You can sometimes even compare the same player over different periods if you like. You could look at McAllister from game weeks 1 to 19 versus McAllister from game weeks 20 to 38. For example, if you want to see how particular things around him affected his FBL output, for example. And so what I've done is I've taken the last four matches and compared McAllister with Matoma to really understand what the difference is between these two assets because you know you you might kind of have your your heart set on one or the other or maybe you're not sure which one to go with you know who offers what who offers something different it's worth knowing and yeah um just it took me five minutes to be honest to go through all of this uh information and uh draw some what I would describe very useful conclusions for what my transfer will be for game week 36 if I do indeed decide to sell March and go for a Brighton midfielder in a world where I should just clarify in a world where we're fairly confident that we know who's going to start because that's a big caveat now, because Deserby all of a sudden has just become prime pep. So let's just let's just assume for the sake of the argument, so that this whole video isn't redundant, that we know that McAllister and Matoma are both going to start. 
we'll start with the heat map. So I will just describe it for the podcast listeners. On the left-hand side, we've got McAllister. On the right-hand side, we've got Matoma. And the heat map for McAllister very much is in a considerably less exciting part of the pitch than Matoma, it must be said. Um, you've got a big old orange blob just to the left of the central midfield and somewhere halfway between being on the halfway line and in the number 10 role. That's where the biggest blob is, right? Uh, so it's kind of like a, you know, a number eight because there's a few defensive touches there as well. I look at that heat map and it screams eight to me. Uh, that, that's, what, that's what that looks like to me. The Matoma one is, well, as you would expect, more of an 11, you know, a left winger, which is exactly what he is. You've got some nice healthy blobs in three different sort of patches that stretch between the halfway line and the dead ball line you know sort of in 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 a left midfield position a left winger position halfway between the halfway line and, and the edge of the box and then there's a really really nice chunky blob basically in the left hand side of the penalty box so lots more penalty box touches for Matoma than McAllister now it's a good job I've got some more stats than that because it is nowhere near as simple as that. So if you're seeing people saying like McAllister is playing deeper and Motoma is playing more advanced, so therefore Motoma is the better option, that's probably me from two weeks ago. So you can tell him that he's wrong, okay? Uh, because the goal threat is where it really matters. That's where it really matters because um, what we're looking at here is a situation where, well, McAllister is actually just in a much better moment, as they say, uh, in football. What you can see on the left-hand side is that um, goal attempts for McAllister is 3.2 per match over the past four matches versus Matoma's 2.8. And his goal attempts in the box uh, is also higher as well. Uh, than um, Matomas. And, you know, his shot accuracy is higher, his goal conversion rate is higher, he's getting more big chances, uh, and he's also uh, got a better minutes per attempt. So just all of the things that you want to see from an attacking point of view, all of them are better in the case of McAllister, which is just nuts when you think about those that, that positional situation you've got there. Now, what about the creativity then? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The creativity is very similar. You've got a minute per chance created of every 37 minutes for McAllister and every 51 uh, for Matoma. Again, that's a huge, huge difference. Uh, and... Even though he's deeper, he's able to play some of those balls over the top and uh, create chances for his teammates. So, again, another area where McAllister is shining shining much brighter than, than Matoma when it comes to FPL points potential. Now, the thing for me that just clinches it uh, is uh, some, of the, some of the XG stats because um, what we can see is that uh, XG uh, for McAllister, again, is higher. Now, the thing is that he is on penalties, or has taken penalties. So you would maybe expect that to be the case. Now, sometimes people take the view of penalties of like, oh, well, you don't know if he's going to take all of them. And, and, and that's fair. You know, you've got Gross in the team who could potentially also take them. And maybe Danny Welbeck scored twice already and he'd love to finish his hat-trick. So you can't necessarily always go for it. But um, and, and some people sometimes say that it's going to skew the stats. Well, not in this case, because if you look at XG non-penalty, which means you take penalty out of it completely, they actually have the same score for XG. Uh, which basically just means that um, of the two, their XG is is the same. And therefore, if he does have penalties, and we haven't seen Matoma take penalties to the same extent as McAllister, then it's, it goes that extra mile. So the fact that they're on the same XG, uh, I actually personally think it still favours McAllister because, oh, sorry, the same XG non-penalty. You take penalties out of the situation, they're basically the same. You put penalties back in, you just push McAllister further forward as as, as the key candidate, really. Uh, and, uh, yeah, generally speaking, uh, his XA uh, is also uh, higher as well. So, basically, long story short, McAllister is playing deeper. I thought that would make him a worse option. I was wrong. Here I am admitting it to you and telling you guys that I'm probably going to buy him back because of all of the things we discussed here. So, hopefully, that's useful for some of you guys. Now, if we're talking about cheap midfielders, I would be remiss. Gentlemen, it's match day. Not to mention that guy, Angolo Kante. We've got three game weeks left of the season, and you've got the opportunity to try something really crazy uh, to get one over your colleagues, your friends, your family, in your mini leagues. And if you want something really nuts, then I think you can't go far wrong with Angolo Kante because all of a sudden he seems to have just leapt up into consideration based on some of the data that he's been posting. I did already promise some Chelsea talk because of their fixtures. So let's just remind you again, Forrest, worse in the league for XGC and big chances conceded over the last four matches. Man City and Man United just always love pretending they're going to keep a clean sheet and then don't keep one. And then, yeah, same with Newcastle as well. So possibility that Chelsea can get some goals in the last three matches, maybe going to get a bit underestimated by some of these teams, entirely possible. And the the issue right now is we don't know who's going to score their goals because basically everybody's just sort of chipping in where possible, but for the most part, not scoring that often. So to be fair, I should just clarify, bearing in mind that there's no outstanding goal scorer at Chelsea, maybe everything I'm about to tell you is totally pointless. But we've got three game weeks left of the season. Let's try something fun.
And there's a possibility from some of the numbers that maybe that's going to be Kante. Because, forget goals scored here, look at assists potential. Over the last four matches, in which Kante has really sort of got back into the team and is fit again, you'd be sort of silly not to start him, wouldn't you, regularly, if Kante was fit with your Lampard. So, yeah, back in the team. Last four matches, he is top for key passes or chances created, whatever you want to call it, at Chelsea in that period with a total of nine. And uh, that is without having basically any involvement in uh, in things like corners, set pieces. That's largely Reese James's affair. And he's still creating more than him, you know, from a lot of this open play stuff. And uh, the, the crucial thing is that even, even if, uh, forget where they're coming from. The bottom line is he's creating much bigger chances. So we can also see that Kante is top among all Chelsea players in the last four matches for big chances created as well. Uh, Reese James was just one. Kovacic was just one. So huge, huge gap there between him and everybody else. So in short, the data is suggesting that the most likely assist for Chelsea goals right now and Golo Kante. And it, it actually gets better than that because if you then go and look at the assist potential for the whole Premier League over the exact same period, that four big chances is only bettered by De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes, which is just nuts. You know, they are perennial table toppers when it comes to big chances created. They've always been up there with the likes of Alexander Arnold and in recent years, Kane. And yeah, Kante is up there despite only touching the ball in the penalty box seven times. So fair play to him. And uh, 4.8 million, Andreas Pereira injured right now. People potentially looking for an additional cheap bloke just to sort of sneak onto the pitch, you know, totty style. Uh, any given opportunity, maybe you can't go too far wrong with N'Golo Kante, bearing in mind there's only three weeks left. So if you get it wrong, who cares? That's the way I see it. So you heard it here first, N'Golo Kante, you probably heard it here last too, because I probably can't imagine anybody else is going to be that excited about him. But I thought I'd point him out. Finally, I did promise you some Newcastle stuff as well. This is a decision for my team as well because I'm sort of like, ah, do I captain Isak or do I captain Wilson? We were taste, we were treated to a uh, to a taste of Wilson and Isak starting together for the first time, I believe, in game week 35, and it didn't really go very well. So it's all ready become a bit of a ah, who do I go for to sign? And there's me, like a mug, with both of them already, going, which one of them do I captain? And so the stats from the Arsenal game, they weren't great, really. Isak played the whole game. Uh, He played the first 77 on the left with Wilson through the middle. And then Wilson came off after 77 and Isak went in through the middle. Uh, Wilson had no shots. So that's a good start, isn't it? That the whole, you know, it's like the whole way you score goals, seven shots, man. And uh, yeah, so obviously no shots means no shots in the box, no big chances, no shots on target, nothing, two touches in the box, one key pass, rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Uh, Isak, a little bit better, two shots, two in the box, one big chance, one key pass, and and I think seven uh, penalty box touches there. He being able to play through the middle for the final 13 minutes potentially helped there. Thing is... I'm not all that worried personally because I do think that you can probably argue, you know, it was Arsenal who uh, really needed the result. And, you know, th- whilst their defence hasn't kept as many clean sheets as they should this year, they have still been one of the better defences in, in the league. Maybe Wilson and Isak weren't that used to playing with each other uh, that much this season, playing on pitch at the same time. So that's a factor too, potentially. The thing is, is... I decided I wanted to own Wilson and Isak uh, for Game Week 35 
with, genuinely with like in full knowledge of the fact that they probably weren't going to start at the same time because what I'd noticed was that they were both just still racking up the points anyway. It didn't really matter which one of them started, whether it was Wilson that started and Isak came on or Isak that started and Wilson came on. I wasn't sure. didn't matter. They were still putting up the stats, still putting up the points. And so if that's what happens in the double game week, I don't mind. And to be honest, I'm even sat here possibly going, I'm going to captain Callum Wilson, hoping he doesn't actually start and comes on in both games and gets a hat-trick in each, because that is clearly what he's capable of when you look at some of the numbers that they've been posting across the last four. So across the last four then, you know, if you're looking for a way to distinguish between these two, the thing about Callum Wilson is, as I've said, doesn't matter if he starts because the stats that he was posting in that period. So, um, and and these are actually still very similar to the four matches going into thirty five. The stats for for the four matches going to thirty six aren't that different. And if 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 Eddie Howe's thinking, okay, that didn't work, so I'm going to bench him again, um, you can probably still expect these sorts of numbers when he does come on. So, two hundred thirty five minutes for him in the last four matches. Eighteen penalty box touches, two key passes. Nine shots in the box, five big chances, and seven shots on target. Now, all of those stats, uh, the shots on target especially, top five in the Premier League, despite just playing 235 minutes. And I think it's just two starts from four. And he's and double-figure hauls in two of the last four. XGI of 3.19, goal conversion rate of 45.5%. You know, those are the sort of stats. If I looked at that person and I didn't know how many minutes they played, I would have just assumed they'd played 360 minutes and they'd played all the games. So the fact that he's achieving that in such a short space of time while on the pitch doesn't put me off. Isaac, his stats aren't actually quite as good uh, in the goal threat sense, but he is more of the assist man uh, from what we can see. So he's played slightly more minutes as well, 285 minutes, 22 touches in the penalty box four chances created two big chances created compared to Wilson's two and zero respectively it is in the uh yeah in the attack in the well the goal threat department that he is not doing as well as as Wilson with eight shots in the box to Wilson's nine two big chances to Wilson's five and just two shots on target to Wilson's seven um and his XGI of 1.72 now whenever I do watch him play he does excite me so I'm very happy to own him as well as I said, I don't know which of these two is going to start. If they're both going to start both games, then great, I think, because, you know, two games of of these two strikers that are in form, you know, starting both, I I still, I think they're working out and get some goals across those games because, you know, Leeds and Brighton, much better opposition than, than playing a team that, you know, has been top of the league for most of the season. So, not worried there. And as I said, the fact that these numbers are being posted by players who aren't necessarily always starting, and then, and then they seem to just have this consistency of being able to come on and just smash things up, even though they didn't start. I might still just do the nuts thing of captaining Callum Wilson in full knowledge he ain't going to start, and knowing that ain't going to matter. So it's a weird one. That's my piece on it. There's some numbers. Hopefully that's useful for you. As I said, it's a bit bonkers, but we only got three game weeks left of the season, so why not take a punt on one of these things? Is the way I see it. Now, before we finish, I would be remiss in my duties as the man in front of the camera if I did not uh, show you a little bit of how the Rate My Team tool is potentially uh, helping me make decisions for game week uh, 36. Another just invaluable tool in the Fantasy Football Scout members area. And what it's showing you with its algorithm predicting the most. Uh, um, explosive players for game week 36. Uh, what we can see is, is Newcastle and Brighton very much uh, at the centre there. Trippier, top of the pile. Haven't really talked about him too much on this video, but I would basically be an idiot if I took him out for this game week. Yes, he's not been delivering, but you just know that the week that I bench him or take him out or whatever, 
when he's got a double, that'll be when he hauls. So, we, we, you know, it makes total sense he's up there. Isak is actually the player that RMT uh, favours actually over Wilson. Uh, RMT is, 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 is a great tool. I think it's uh, very useful. What it does tend to really value is starts. And uh, I think it's possible that Wilson just being an anomaly once again, because he's always an anomaly. Um, he, you know, the, I personally don't think him not starting is, is a problem, but RMT is, is a lot more of a purist. If it was a person, it would turn around and be like, he's not going to start. So I'm not going to give him as much predicted points, which is totally fair. And, you know, if I was to just go back on my previous section and you wanted to decide between Isaac and Wilson, who you should go, if you're just going to have one, I probably would err on the side of Isak if you're going to be purist about this. You know, starts are key. X minutes are, you know, so important. Then that's that's why Isak's up there. Pope is, is an obvious one as well. You know, the Newcastle defence could do quite well in this game week. And Pope usually, usually likes to make a lot of saves. Botman shares well up there with their... Um, additional attack potential on top of their clean sheet potential. Then in terms of the Brighton guys, then Matoma actually is just ahead of McAllister, but not by much. It's 6.76 for Matoma, 6.42 for McAllister. You know, I can't can't necessarily explain that one, but, you know, RMT knows what it's talking about, so uh, could be right there. My general gut feel is that McAllister will just edge it, but, you know, it's entirely possible that that's me overcompensating for getting it wrong two weeks ago. But I guess... What this can serve to teach you if you are torn between the two. Fingers crossed, it's a much of a muchness and whichever one you go with does well. Uh, they're the only two Brighton in the top two and uh, it is just testament to Salah just being an absolute legend that he is the only uh, single game week player in the top 10 but he's made the top 10 ahead of loads of Brighton players so fair play to him. Um, that man, he of course is a uh, yeah total legend and uh, in, uh, in, in good form once again which is nice to see. So that's everything from me. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, this particular video. Apologies once again for the uh, the gloat at the beginning. Uh, hopefully you guys watching this will have something as equally as jammy for you go for you in game week thirty six because you like to see those green arrows. As I said before, if you liked uh, this uh, video, then do make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the bell notification so you don't miss any more content. I am very aware of the fact that there's loads of other videos on the channel this week, so make sure you go check those out. Uh, my understanding is we've got one from we've got a team selection from Johnny, we've got a team selection from Az, Scoutcast is out there as well. The team news video on Friday will be very important if you're keeping an eye on Brighton and Newcastle in particular. So make sure you check that out with Neil on Friday. He is just the absolute team news godfather so that will help you out no end so make sure you check that out as well and with that i'll leave it there and i'll see you guys next time may you all have green arrows in game week 36 elevate your summer with osea's best-selling body care set it's everything you need for radiant summer skin on the go featuring travel sizes of osea's clean vegan cruelty-free and climate-neutral skincare like their best-selling andaria algae body oil Right now, you can get the Best Sellers Body Care Set, a $78 value, 33% off. And use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com, code SUMMER. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.